0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Cram, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and crazy cat lover. So we have today another continuing issue of why does my cat do that? And I asked Tabitha Kisera to come and talk with us today. She is a licensed veterinary technician and a specialist in behavior. So she has lots of interesting insights into why cats do things. Plus, she's a super duper fun guest. So we'll be right back with Tabitha.
0: Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray. Or worrying, oh my God, do my guests smell that? No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Go to kittypooclub.com, and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code meow30 at checkout, and join the club. The Kitty Poo Club. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So, as I said, today is another installment of our Why Does My Cat Do That series, and we have Tabitha Cusera with us. Hi, Tabitha.
2: Hi, thanks for having me. Yay, cats.
1: Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so this was sort of a, a fun thing. We, we've we really been enjoying learning why our cats do things. And so what I wanted to talk with you today are some behaviors that our cats do towards humans. So I don't know, every time you're around a cat, they do quirky and interesting things. And, and I just want to talk about them. So what do you say we just get to that? Let's do it. Okay. So I guess the one that I see a lot in my veterinary office is when cats rub their face on me. So can we talk about that a little bit?
2: For sure. So cats can usually when they're rubbing their face on you, it's something we call bunting or they're exhibiting relaxed body language. They're choosing to approach you. So usually we're seeing almond shaped eyes, tail up and possibly curved question mark tail or princess wave tail ears are forward face and bodies is very soft and sometimes they'll do that beautiful like bring i can't do the wonderful sound but when they approach you so they'll lean into your hand and cats are doing that a big part of that is to give you consent to pet them actually so when a cat just like humans cats give consent and when a cat wants to be petted because everyone's like my cat likes to be petted on their terms and they say it in this like assertive fashion. And I was like, I like to be petted on my own terms to everybody. That's a very normal thing. Um, But people say it so much about cats, like it's a negative thing. And then I word it in that way and they're like, oh, you're right. So usually when a cat is approaching you, leans into your hand, that's actually them soliciting, hey, I want you to pet me. I usually recommend, especially if it's a... When I say stranger cat. So, cat you might be meeting for the first or second time as someone working in animal welfare, or you might be going to a friend's house. I usually say, let's, hey, pet them once or twice, short pets on their head, neck, and shoulders, because that's where most cats prefer to be pet. And then they might lean in again. And then you might do a, you know, a head, like a neck to tail pet. But we want to avoid kind of overdoing it, which can cause some distress for the cat or create a negative association with that human where. They asked for petting and then we're petting them five minutes later. And the person's like, they bit me out of nowhere when the cat was actually exhibiting maybe some other body language that said, hey, I'd like you to stop, but maybe we didn't recognize it.
1: Yeah, excellent. So when I, you mentioned being in animal welfare, but when I'm in an exam room and a cat bunts me, it makes me feel good. So, I mean, I just feel like I've really made it for that cat to want me to touch Oh, no, that's
2: so wonderful (laughs) in a veterinary setting. I know with, thankfully, feline-friendly, fear-free, low-stress handling, A lot of cats are happier to see us, which I think as veterinary professionals, we don't like seeing cats stressed. But thankfully, there is a lot as a cat caregiver and as veterinary professionals, we could do to make them less stressed. And yeah, when a cat leans up to you, especially when you're in the exam room, you're like, everything is good with the world. This is why I love my job.
1: Yes, yes, you totally get it. So let's talk a little bit though about the body language. You talked about the other body language of feeling relaxed. What about purrs and meows? What did those mean?
2: Yeah. So cats have so many, they actually have over 60 different vocalizations. They're amazing little creatures. And purring can be, again, when it comes to anything, whether we're looking at a cat lean their head into us or a cat purring or meowing, it's always important to look at the whole picture. So look at the, context of what room, like, are we in an exam room? Are we in the home? And there's a really large car driving by that's really loud and scary. So really looking at the whole entire picture. So with purring, because usually, and the reason I wanted to mention the context, because purring isn't always a cat exhibiting relaxed body language. And that's a really common myth. Purring can also mean that an animal, well, a cat is actually struggling and in a lot of pain because purring is a self-soothing behavior. So if they are in a lot of pain or very uncomfortable and distressed, some cats may purr to kind of self-soothe themselves essentially in that moment. But of course, we're going to be seeing other body language that indicates that versus that cat that is purring out of happiness and joy, which many cats do too. And in those cases, we're going to be seeing that Those ears forward, that soft, curved body language, maybe some nice little brings um, and adorable little short meows to kind of get attention versus if a cat is purring due to discomfort or pain, they're most likely going to be not as mobile. Their eyes will be slitted. There'll be tension in their face. So I think it's important to kind of look at the whole picture when it comes to purring. But in most contexts, it means that that cat is super relaxed and comfortable And then as far as meowing goes, it's interesting because cats meow adult, like mother cats meow to their kittens, but otherwise cats don't really meow to each other. Cats are such incredible creatures that they've learned to communicate with humans. They meow. So most of the reason why cats meow is to actually communicate with us because their learning history is I meow. And this thing happens. Right. We all and you your cat's meow may may mean something different in that moment than my cat's meow. And all of you amazing caregivers at home know when your cat's doing that specific meow, hey, it's five minutes before feeding time or your cat may, may be meowing at the door to your catio and you have a window that goes outside to a catio. And that also gives you information that cat is most likely meowing to ask essentially to go outside Or a cat can be vocalizing or meowing in the middle of the night, which can be indicative of some cognitive dysfunction where you should definitely let your veterinarian know. But it can also be indicative of your cat's really bored and we maybe need to increase their physical and mental enrichment opportunities.
1: I love that you mentioned that because I've talked about that on the show a few times that it just is evidence that cats are so smart because they don't use words to communicate, but they recognize that we communicate verbally. And so that just makes them so awesome.
2: <laughs> I obviously love cats, but they just blow my mind. I The more I learn about them, the more I'm just like, they do not get the credit they deserve. <laughs> They're just such amazing creatures. And just like with dogs who bark, right? Dogs bark for various reasons. For cats, it's the same thing. It's just when cats are meowing, they're, it's usually to communicate with us, but there's multiple reasons why they may be meowing. So I think it's important to realize, hey, my cat's meowing, because sometimes people as a behavior consultant contact me and say, my cat's meowing, what can I do? But they provide no other information. And that's where we really have to look at when are they meowing? How often are they meowing? What happens before and after they're meowing? What's their body language look like when they're meowing? Because there's a reason for that behavior. And although sometimes it could feel like that behavior is to annoy you, cats are pretty awesome and they don't do things out of spite. That is a human thing. So just remember that when you're getting frustrated.
1: Yet another evidence of how awesome cats are, that they <laughs> don't do things out of spite. They're smart, smarter than we are sometimes, and they're not spiteful. So yes, awesome. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Okay, here's another thing. What about
2: when a cat exposes their belly to their people? That is such a great question. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So again, the amazingness of cats. So I always... Joke that with dogs, whether for good or bad, we've done a lot of things to them uh, as humans. With cats, though, they're actually pretty similar to what they were 10,000 years ago, which I think is super awesome. So when a cat is laying on their back, of course, we're going to look at context. Um, In some cases, if they're growling or hissing and they're on their back with their claws out and their ears are back and they're tense, that cat's on their back because that cat has been pushed, like they've signaled, I'm uncomfortable. Please stop, please stop, please stop to whatever that trigger may be. And they're given no choice, but I'm going to go on my back. So my claws are like, I kind of have all my tools available to protect myself. But in most cases, when a cat is exposing their belly, they're loose and wiggly and their limbs and tail are away from them and they're really relaxed. And when a cat actually is laying on their belly in your home, Or even at the vet clinic, and they're exhibiting this more relaxed body language, that is them telling us they are so comfortable in that environment that they're exposing all of their vital organs to be attacked. And I know that sounds strange, but cats are prey and predator animals, and this is just an innate behavior about them. So to expose that and not see what's coming out around them, not that you would ever harm your cat, but these are just natural things cats feel. For them to expose that and not see what's going on behind them, that tells me they feel so comfortable in that environment. They feel really safe. Now, some people may misunderstand that as an invitation to pet the cat in the belly, like maybe a belly rub. So I know a lot of dogs like belly rubs, but some dogs don't. But sometimes that transfers over and people are like, well, cats are Are animals, they love belly rubs. And yes, there are a few cats that do, and you may have one at home. I do, who I had since he was a very young kitten, and he went through kitten socialization and he loves his belly being pet, but most cats do not. And because the reasons behind that is let's say your cat's super relaxed and comfortable, and they're so comfortable, they're exposing all their organs to be attacked, and then you go and touch said place. And as you can imagine, that's kind of a break of trust. And the cat may get startled. So they might tense up for a moment and walk away or run away. Or the cat may then take their paws and their claws and wrap it around your hands and maybe start kicking or biting. And then we get upset because, of course, I don't want humans to be hurt, but it's not appropriate or, or kind to pet a cat in the belly in most contexts.
1: Great point. So I love this information that you're giving, and but I do want to take a quick break because there's so much more stuff I want to ask you. I want to put you on the spot about cat behavior. So we'll be right back.
0: Kitty Poo Club reinvented the litter box. No more scrubbing that stinky plastic tray or worrying. Oh my god, do my guests smell that? Kitty Poo Club has solved the stink, and now the worst part of cat ownership is hassle-free. No cleaning, no scrubbing, no more stink. And the best thing is you don't have to buy some oversized contraption that will break down. Kitty Poo Club litter boxes are manufactured to make your life easier. You have one cat, easy peasy, a small mountain lion, no problem. You are going to love it. Your cats are going to love it. Believe me, there are good reasons why we sold over 3 million boxes. Go to kittypooclub.com, read the amazing reviews, and when you order, save 30% on your first auto ship. Visit kittypooclub.com, use code MEOW30 at checkout, and join the club, the Kitty Poo Club. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life, Radio. Pet Life Radio. .com. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So, Tabitha and I are having a lot of fun talking about why does my cat do that and the behaviors of interacting with humans. And so we've covered a lot of things. I've got some other things. Here's the next one for you, Tabitha. Why does my cat wake me up so early in the morning?
2: That is something I get asked a lot. <laughs> it's So for you amazing cat caregivers at home, it's not just you and your cat. So you are validated. You are not alone. But that is a common concern that people approach me with. And the biggest reason that I see why is we all know that in many cases, we feed cats when we first wake up. That is their morning schedule routine they eat. So in some contexts, that cat can start vocalizing in the middle of the night, or let's say, let's say you usually get up at seven 30 in the morning and you're like, my cat is waking me up at seven and waking you up might look like meowing. It might look like walking on your bladder. And you might be like, there's no way my cat, your cat does not know where your bladder is, but your cat does know if I jump in this spot and walk mom or dad gets up to go to the bathroom. So they're very smart. That's their their learning history. And in some contexts, people are like, I just need to go back to sleep. So what they do is they wake up, feed cat. And as you can imagine, that is reinforcing that behavior. And then what can happen is that cat wakes up, wakes that caregiver up earlier and earlier and earlier. And then we have some learned behaviors that we accidentally taught our cat. So the Biggest thing I recommend to do is when you're feeding your cat in the morning, I always say, tell my clients just as a preventative, when you first wake up, go to the bathroom, drink your coffee, maybe take a shower and then feed your cats. The first thing you should do when you wake up, like let's say you woke up, you went to the bathroom, you've been up for two minutes, you shouldn't, I don't recommend feeding your cats immediately. You should be up for a minute. So we're already kind of creating when dad or mom gets out of bed, food happens. Cause I think a lot of us create that pattern accidentally. And then we're like, why is my cat waking me up earlier and earlier? So that that's a great tip to help. But also a lot of cats that I work with are just really bored. I know I, I mentioned that already when you asked me a past question, but cats have a lot of outlets that they need. They need a lot of mental and physical stimulation, just like us humans, right? If you, If you don't have any hobbies outside of work, you probably have a lot of stress. If you don't have outlets to run and move and be a human, it definitely increases your stress. And unfortunately, I I see this happen in cats a lot. So one of the things I always recommend to clients is let's talk about increasing your cat's enrichment and feeding them maybe in a more natural way, for example, out of puzzle toys, which essentially are toys that they use their paws to forage and get or just knock over to kind of imitate that hunting that they naturally do. But we're not bringing mice into our homes because we love them. We're bringing them fake puzzle toys, but they can simulate those behaviors. And I have a lot of clients, I say, hey, before you go to bed as PM enrichment, because I love a structure and a schedule, and so does a cat. And real talk, most cats, the only structure they get is feeding time. So that's why it's even more important to provide some other consistency and structure with like, here's some scent enrichment, here's a play time, here's food enrichment. But for example, my cats, before I go to bed every night, I have like I have a lot of puzzle toys. It's been a lot of years. I have five cats. So I just take some of them because it's important to change it up. And I take you know one third cup and I spread it two to three kibble in each one. And they hunt and live their best lives at night, which is very normal for a cat. And I sleep. So that's another really great thing you can do to help prevent your cat from waking up in the middle of the night or waking you up. Those are just a few tips.
1: So you're saying instead of staggering to the cat bowl or the cat feeding (laughs) toy, I need to stagger to the coffee pot
2: first. Yes, I think, I think again, like when I explain it, it makes so much sense. But before I was experienced in behavior, it's not something I was really thinking about. But we teach our cats to wake up as like, hey, we get out of bed, food happens. We taught that pattern. So there's little things we can do. That can make a really big difference, which is super awesome.
1: Well, they're super smart. So they they know when you stand up that they can kind <laughs> of be there, right? And then yes. that will, you'll, I mean, they're super smart. So yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to break that. Um, okay. So that's some really good advice. Okay. I got another one for you.
2: Why does my cat bring me gifts? Ah, so gifts can look like different things because some people may have indoor outdoor cats. Or you may have a cat that stays outdoors most of the time, whatever your situation looks like. And you may notice sometimes when you they're coming home for dinner, it's dusk, they're coming in, that's their routine. And you go to your door and you're like, oh, I was not anticipating this dead mole or mouse. Because no one, of course, I understand. I love all animals. We don't like to see that. But... From the cat's perspective, that is actually a very kind gesture, and it's exactly what you said when you worded it that way. They're actually bringing you a gift to kind of show their love to you, or you may notice in the home that your cat brings you a stuffed mouse or a catnip toy, or my, one of my cats has a quote-unquote baby, right? So it was he was a neonate, very, very a few days old when, when he was dropped off at my vet clinic, and we brought him a, a stuffed animal an elephant to simulate uh, another kitten as we were treating him because he had a lot of medical issues. He is 12 now and he still has that thing and we will never lose it. And he brings that to us sometimes. And usually that's a, a kind gesture to show their love, but it can also in the context of a cat bringing over like a catnip toy or a catnip pillow or a ball, it's actually a a way that cats kindly ask for play, which I think a lot of caregivers ignore because they don't recognize it. And instead they focus on the cat pawing at their their ankles for play, which again, is just data. And that tells us, okay, we need to provide more predatory outlets. We need to make sure we have wands that are long and aren't the size of our hand that are accidentally teaching our cats to attack our hands. So if your cat brings you over a catnip mouse, and if you can, in that moment, give them a, do a play, one session or interact with them in a way that they enjoy, because we really want to reinforce them kindly asking for play and not ignore those things. If
1: you ignore them, they will
2: accelerate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great advice. Okay. So here's another behavior that happens in my exam room that I really love. What about when they need their
2: pause? Oh, that's such a great question. I think, of course, we're in a area of cat lovers. And when cats are needing, because again, in most contexts, thankfully that is across the board, they're fairly relaxed. So we tend to notice that there maybe is a fleece blanket or something soft. A lot of cats like fleece. So highly recommend putting those in the cat carrier on the exam room table. But you guys probably notice this at home. Your cats find a really soft thing and they start to kind of loosen up. Body gets really soft. Their eyes get kind of almond shaped. And they're doing that slow blink and they're just kneading on that blanket or maybe kneading on you and that's just a a really a common behavior that indicates that they're comfortable and relaxed and if your cat's kneading you and you love them and you love that they love you and are comfortable doing that but they may use their claws a bit as they're kneading which is very normal what i recommend because you love that but you don't want their nails touching you in that way which i understand is in the areas you rest, like where are the most common areas you rest, which for most people, right, you're decompressing on your couch, watching TV, just have a small blanket on top of your couch that you can then just put on your lap or even a mat that you can put on your lap so they can kind of put their nails in that instead of your awesome thighs.
1: Yes, good advice. If you have <laughs> jeans on, that does not feel as good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just have a couple more. Love so, it, let's go. Um, what about, why does my cat lick
2: me? That's a good one. So that's a that's one that it's not as direct as some of the other ones cuz cats can lick for multiple reasons. In many cases, like I have a cat for example who her I have a relationship with her. She's my cat. So I know a lot about her and she starts to lick when she gets and drool cuz some cats, I'm sure you guys have some cats out there, drool and lick when they're really really happy. Like when they're really 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 happy. So in some context she'll She's a licker or my brother has a cat who is similar where he's just so relaxed and loosey goosey and he's going to lay on my brother or my cat's coming to lay on me. And she goes into my hand and not only leans into it like we were talking about earlier, but actively starts drooling and licking it. So we can see cats lick due to that. In some contexts, a cat will lick you. As you guys can probably imagine, you have a good smell on you and you might not be aware of it. Sometimes it might be more obvious where you just were putting some butter on your toast or, and some of it got on your hand and you didn't realize it, or you just medicated your cat who takes medication with a certain food and there's bits of it on your hand. But also cats can sense, they have a really strong sense of smell. And uh, my cat actually this morning, I don't actually know what was on my hand. So I'm not sure what it was because we might not, sometimes you don't know But he did the Fleming response thing where they open, where they smell something, open their mouth, and they are actually smelling with their mouth. You guys have probably seen this. It's very awesome. And he did that. So I was like, okay, there's, I already know there's something different and interesting in my hand. No clue what it was. And then he started licking my hand and I was like, okay, but sometimes that licking can become kind of like people use the word love bites. So that cat is getting a bit aroused. And again, When people get really excited, that excitement can be we sometimes it's too much. And it's the same thing with cats. So sometimes you might start seeing your cat licks you and then starts nibbling a little bit, but their body language is really soft. And then maybe their tail starts swishing a little bit. Their ears go forward. That tells me my cat's getting a little excited. I'm going to remove my hand and maybe give them a catnip kicker or a wand toy that isn't my hand to really utilize that energy that they need to get out.
1: So direct that energy in a better way. Yes. I love that. That is awesome. Okay. (laughs) So did I ask you everything? Can you think of any other interesting cat behavior that I did not touch on that you hear about a lot?
2: I have one thing, which I'm sure, again, you guys are probably seeing all of your amazing cats do this at home, but I get asked a lot about why cats knock things over. So this may be a cup like we all see those beautiful memes and videos that we watch when we're bummed. But there's actually quite a few reasons why cats knock things over. One, cats are just curious, amazing creatures and exploring items with their paws is a very normal behavior. So that's a big run. Also, as predators, cats instinctually hunt for their food and knocking things over can be a display of this normal behavior. In many contexts, it can occur due to, I know I keep bringing up boredom, but it's a very real thing. Um, It can occur due to boredom and the cat's not being acknowledged for good behavior. So for example, I don't love the word attention seeking, but what happens is let's say that cat is wanting to ask for play or again, is really, really bored. Just like the kid that's like, mom, 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 and then starts poking you. And that child's not a bad child. They're just really bored (laughs) that day or in general. So a lot of cats, what they'll do is like, let's say you have a lip gloss on your desk or something, they'll just knock it over. And what do you as a human do? So I would say, okay, I might pick it back up or I might like turn on an interactive cat toy or something to redirect my cat. I might just ignore it. But most of us are going to go, ah. Because we're human and we're going to be like, what? Or if they knock over a cup, we're going to get upset and possibly yell or punish our cats, which I do not recommend. Because again, they're not doing things to purposely anger you or spite you. We should really be looking at the function of the behavior. They may just want love. Like Maybe you, you don't realize it, but you changed your work shifts recently and life has been really chaotic because it happens and you love your cat, but you don't realize that you haven't actually did a a one place session or actually sitting and just like sometimes for enrichment schedules for clients, I say take 15 to 20 minutes on Wednesday PM, for example, and interact with your cat in a way they enjoy because your cat may enjoy being rubbed all over and sitting on your lap while another cat may enjoy just sitting next to you and not being petted. But that's still an interaction between you two. So if your cat is knocking a lot of things over, it does get your attention Right. Whether it's you standing up and walking over to them to pick that up, whether it's you walking over to them or you yelling, it is getting them some type of attention. So to me, that tells me, okay, we need to redirect them and identify why they may be asking for attention. Do I need to increase their enrichment? What was going on? Are they just curious and checking this thing out? Do they have opportunities to do natural foraging behavior, which is pawing at things? So kind of look at all of that.
1: So that's great advice, because I know that that, that is a behavior people wonder about. And I think, I you know, the things that I have learned in this show is that cats are awesome <laughs> and cats are way smarter than we think they are. And I need to not stagger to the cat bowl first thing in the morning. And when my cat does things that are potentially annoying, I need to
2: look for ways to enrich my environment. Do you think that sums it up? No, that that's beautiful. You're so good at this. You already know this, but that was a beautiful summary of everything cuz that was a lot. We were on like QA 10 like just go go go. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, everybody out there
1: listening, you can rewind and re-listen. <laughs> and if you find that you as a listener need more enrichment, I would say listen to more episodes of Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. So, thank you, Tabitha. It's always fun to have you. I know it's it's hard to work me into your schedule, but I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much for having me on and just sharing with all the amazing cat lovers or people who don't know they love cats just yet, how great cats are.
1: They are. so, And also, of course, I have to thank my amazing producer, Mark Winter. He's my uh, meowsing producer, Mark (laughs) Winter. And to all of my listeners, thank you for listening. Go out and have a perfect day.